2: Hi, I'm Rick Tittle, and this is the Rick Tittle Podcast on the Eight Side Network. Join me as I get busy with the biggest names in sports and entertainment. Welcome back to Sports Byline USA, coast-to-coast, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to be joined by one of the best young running backs in the NFL. It's Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he has teamed up with Kellogg's frosted flakes mission tiger to announce a donation to pittsburgh public schools helping thirty-eight thousand middle schoolers participate in sports and we'll get to that in a second welcome Naji. i'm from richmond and i went to salesian i played football there i coach football at salesian and nice. i heard some but yeah i heard somebody say you almost went there
3: yes 100 percent. that was true i almost went there because I, I i stayed in richmond almost like for a good portion of my life um I, I, I like to say I was from Rich- I was born in Richmond, but yeah, I pretty much would say I was born in Richmond. I was born in Martinez, but when I was born, they took me right back to Richmond. Um, and I was going to go to uh, Salegis High School, but I mean, I, I forgot what happened. I think I moved to uh, to, to Antioch, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I guess, I, I, you know, you got to be in at least somewhere in that area to, to attend the school, I think it was. So yeah, I gave my address and then I was like, nah, you can't go here. <laughs>
2: I guess, uh, how old were you when Javid Best was there? Was he kind of your guy?
3: When he went to Salesians? Yeah. No, nah, I, I didn't know Javid until he went to uh, Cal.
2: Okay. gotcha. you. So, uh, yeah, one of the, uh, the best running backs in the history of, of, of the Bay Area and, uh, you know, getting 2,000 yards a year. And I remember, was it two, three visits that, that Harbaugh made? How bad did Harbaugh want you in Ann Arbor?
3: Bro. So the Michigan in general, yeah, like like Miss, that was that was that was, well, I was one of like well highlights of, of, of my life so far too. I still remember that is uh, you know, Harbaugh would come out to the school a lot, like you said. But when he announced the homecoming, I think it was a homecoming queen, the homecoming king at one of my games, that was like, damn. Like I'll I'll go there. And not only that, but Harbaugh, you know, everybody liked Harbaugh in the in the Bay Area, just off the fact when he was with the Niners mm-hmm. and um and the way he what what he did to that to that team and took him to Super Bowl and you know just this all the stuff he did in the Bay Area at that time so you know they want to be pretty bad but you know I just ended up choosing Alabama I guess
2: I think it was hilarious when he was trying to recruit you I remember the quote because there were reporters were asking him about you and you were in Antioch and he said this kid's going to be a movie star he's so handsome and I <laughs> he's trying every way to get you there man
3: hey <laughs> I know he said that
2: yeah he did. <laughs>
3: Oh, what the hell? Hey, but that's hardball, though, man. He, he's a he's an interesting dude, but he, he he's good at what he does.
2: No doubt about it. All right, well, you know, it's funny because people say, well, why didn't Najee go to Cal or Stanford? I go, oh, probably because he wanted to win a national championship and be a first-round pick, and it all worked out, didn't it?
3: Well, that's not the reason why I went, but, I mean, you know, I didn't think – to be honest with you, that was even nowhere in my mind just to, like, win a national championship. I really went because I didn't want to stay in California – um, because I guess this the competition out out in California, the Pac-12 compared to the SEC is like two different worlds. Mm-hmm. And I mean the you know I feel like the Pac-12s is you know I'm not not saying I'm bad about it, but it's just more like just a, a, a fast-paced high school. It's like a lot of a lot of offenses scoring. And I mean it's not that much defenses being played out there. Um, you know, um, so I feel like the SEC is like the closest thing you can get to the NFL. Both sides of the bar are going to be good on offense and defense. You know, you're gonna go up against good offense, you're gonna go up against good defense. I can remember multiple times and when we played uh, good offenses and also good defenses. So I remember they played LSU when they had Joe Burrow and everybody and they won the national championship that year. They had good offense and their defense was was pretty good too. Um Mississippi State, they had a really good a really good defense, like five first rounds, I think came out of there that mm-hmm. year. Um so just the competition level is really what attracted me to Alabama, not like the winning aspect of things.
2: All right, very cool. But yet, when you get there, you got to start all over again. Even though you're the hot recruit, you're a freshman, and they got a lot of five star blue chip guys. And so there's Josh Jacobs and Bo Scarborough and another Harris, uh, Damian. And you did play, but was it frustrating, or did you think, Nah, I got to pay my dues. I'm only a freshman.
3: Oh no, man, I never think like that. Paying your dues, I don't, I, I don't, I don't believe in that stuff. Um, so was I frustrated a hundred percent? Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. be lying to say here. Anybody who who plays behind somebody, man to have the mindset that they want to be the guy, you know what I mean? So um, was I frustrated? Of course I was frustrated. Did I want to play? Yeah, I want to play. But um, I learned a lot. Me, me sitting down, um, I learned a lot just off the off the, a part of the game that, you know, because I really never sat down really because I was a high recruit. Um, and, you know, it was my first time, I guess, waiting my chance, really. Um, but I learned a lot of things just, just waiting. Um, I learned a lot more about the game. Um, I learned a lot more about just the the X's and O's of, of football. That uh, I guess the only way you really can learn is if you just really sit down and really take time out your day and and uh, and learn. So um, I'm appreciative of that. You know, it was a good thing to do. I'm not saying it was a good thing to do, but it was a good, exp- some to experience to, to to do that. But uh, nah, man, I want to play for sure.
2: No doubt. A couple more questions for the Steelers, Najee Harris for Kellogg's Frosted Flakes Mission Tiger. We'll talk about that in just a second. Is it true when you were in uh, Antioch? That the the rougher crowd, let's say, they knew you were going places and it was sort of like, you know, don't touch that kid. You got to leave. Don't mess with that guy.
3: You're talking about my upbringing, like in the neighborhood, my mm-hmm. hood? Yeah. Of course. Yes. I remember one time, man, um, uh, it was it was a, a dude, like, a, you know, who he, he, got, he got a lot of rank um, in my area. Um, I don't want to say his name, but I know his name. But I remember, man. You know, every, when everybody seen him, they know they're like, all oh, right, this, this trouble right here. Just stay away from him. Man, I was walking down my, my um, I stayed right there on Sycamore and that's where everything happens at. All the violence, everything happens in that area. Um, So I stayed right there in the heart of it. And I remember walking down in the morning to walk to school because my school is right there. And man, I saw him. I was like, oh, sh-. I saw him, man. He pulled in my car, turned into my driveway, hopped out the car with his partner. And then he was like, are hey, you not even? I was like, like, yeah, I'm not. And then like, I was looking around, like, damn. And then he was like, "Man, anybody touch you in this area? Brother? I got you, bro. I let you know." I was like, "Oh, man, he hella cool. You feel me?" <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, that 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 was one slur. But yeah, man, it was uh, it, it was so much like, like don't touch this guy. It was so more like, you know, what I mean, he's a good dude. Like, I, I always make sure I like I give all the attention I get back to the community. So it was like, you know, he's a cool dude. You Feel me? Like, he 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 good. He ain't. No, no cocky dude, I guess, you know I mean he ain't no
2: asshole. So that's right, what I mean. well that's good. And you know, a lot of uh, stars, of course, regardless of the sport, they come out early because they're going to be first round picks. But you got your degree. How huge was that for you and in your family to graduate?
3: Yeah, man. So I, I wasn't really a, a, a school dude. I did not like school, man. I, I I just just never get into it. Um, I I came back my junior year, um, but my mom and my and my academic advisor at Alabama, they really, like, pushed me to get my degree. Um, so I didn't know how, like, you know, exciting it would be to get it until, like, you really cross the stage. And that, you know, you say, like, you, know, you look at your mom or you tell your mom, they're like, you know, hey look I did it. And I mean, and, and put a smile on her face. So um, I think that was a, a, another highlight of my life, too, is when I graduated. Because I didn't know how important it would be until I did it.
2: Very cool. All right. Now, as I mentioned, Kellogg's Frosted Flakes, Mission Tiger, helping out Pittsburgh Public Schools. Uh, what's going on here, man?
3: Yeah, so um I'm here at Greenfield, um Greenfield Elementary School. Um, and you know, we're uh, we're donating um some money. We're donating forty four thousand to thirty-eight thousand student for forty four thousand dollars to thirty-eight thousand students. Um, it's a surprise. Um they don't know I'm here yet, I guess. But um, you know, we got some things going on, we got some football jerseys. We got some cones, you know, we got some ladders. We got a lot of stuff out there. So I run some drills and stuff, so it's going to be a fun day. I'm going to be a coach. I got my whistle and my clock, so <laughs>
2: I'm
3: going to be coaching out there.
2: Very good. Hey, man, from from one Richmond guy to another, I was born there, junior high, high school. Uh, we're all proud of you, man. Keep up the good work. I appreciate that, man. You still stay out there? Yeah, I'm in El Cerrito now.
3: Oh, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. That's what's
2: up. Yeah. That's what's up. All right, we'll see you when you come home, man. All right. All right. Good stuff. Najee Harris, everybody. El Cerrito's pride and Richmond's pride. We'll throw them all together. Antioch, the Bay Area and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We'll take a quick break and we will come on back on Sports Byline. You're listening to the Rick Tittle podcast on the Eight Side Network. Stay tuned for more.
4: Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer.
0: Welcome back to the
2: show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world. One of my favorite sponsors is USAA. They do a great job. I'm a USAA member, and every year they send me the Army-Navy game. They're a great, great company, and uh, they have an official NFL salute to service partner today. And to talk about that is from the Las Vegas Raiders defensive lineman Cleland Furl, both of his parents have served in the uh, military. His dad was in Vietnam and his mom was in Operation Desert Storm. So, Cleveland, I come from a military family too. What what did it mean to you with your with your parents like that? You kind of had a different respect towards the military, didn't you?
5: Most definitely, most definitely. And you know, my my um well, first of all, thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. But my experience in the military was was very very different with my family because I'm the youngest of nine children, so I was the baby for sure. So my parents were already retired by the time I had uh, I was born. But the thing that that was you know very upfront in my face was just to see like the the different um, the different characteristics that they had. You know the way my dad cleaned his shoes or the way my mom woke up at a certain time every morning, or just the way my brother, you know, carried himself when he was, when he came back from Afghanistan. It it was, it was truly truly, like, different to see just the different um, disciplines, the different uh, sacrifices that they had to make, so, you know, it's truly special for me.
2: Very cool. Now, of course, we have the first round of the uh, draft, and uh, it was just a few years ago that you were waiting to hear when your name was called, and you're up there at four when the uh, Oakland Raiders uh, drafted you. What what were those nerves like as you sit there in the the green room with your agent and your family? What's it like to go through that?
5: Uh, well, for me, I, I stay I stayed back home, but it was it was definitely nerve wracking because you know at the end of the day, you just wanted to be over with. You just want to get to get to where you're going figure out, you know, who's going to be your new teammates, figure out who's going to be your new coaches. And uh, so it was kind of just like a waiting game. And For me, it was, you know, previous days leading up to it, I had been getting calls from all different types of teams. You know, you don't know who's telling the truth because they don't want to tip off any other team that that they know they're going to pick you right there. So it was really kind of a, a kid game they were playing. But it, it was a, a great experience, man. And at the end of the day, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch some guys live stream tonight, so.
2: No doubt. And of course, the scrutiny of being a professional athlete, even though you were all ACC, you won the Ted Hendricks Award, people are like, uh, oh, that's a reach. Uh, he he shouldn't go that high. And so already you're like, can I just get drafted without all this scrutiny?
5: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, to be honest, I mean, like you said, I was kind of surprised by stuff like that, just because, you know, like what you had said, coming out of college, it was such a uh, I had such a highlight of a of a career in college that you know when you start to see like those things, I was kind of surprised by it. But you know, it comes with the territory. You know, I've had that, I've had you know that chip on my shoulder. You know, ever since I started playing football, you know what I mean. I remember people saying I was too fat to run the ball, and I was just wanted to be a quarterback from that moment forward. So uh, it's, it's always you know it's always good to have a little motivation.
2: Uh, I was at the national championship in Santa Clara when you guys and freshman trevor lawrence you scorched alabama and i was down on the field and i remember you saying hey you west coast people come on out and play for play for clemson and the confetti's coming down does that <laughs> yeah. does that seem like yesterday to you or does that seem like a hundred years ago now
5: oh it's crazy you brought that up. i hadn't thought about that in a little in about a year in about years really <laughs> you talking about the speech after we had one yeah that was that was definitely a um a great moment to go out like that you know your last game so that was big for sure i definitely uh it brings back chills for sure how do
2: you live and die with clemson or are you like too concentrated on the nfl nfl year to like look what's going on on saturdays
5: no <laughs> don't get me wrong I'm, I'm loyal to where i come from but it is, it is a little bit different you know because you know everybody knows you know in this business coaches go to different teams so a lot of my coaches have uh and went to different teams from college, so I, I still got, I still have. I'm kind of dispersed now, where I got a couple of different college teams that I support. But Clemson forever gonna be, you know, number one.
2: Got more questions for Cleveland Furl here. I know you got to run. When you look at uh, your old teammate in college and with the pros, Hunter Renfro. You know, he—if you—it's not who Hollywood would pick to be a wide receiver, but this guy is as reliable and as gritty, and he gets open, and he's a thousand-yard receiver. I mean, how how proud of you for him to be able to translate that to the pros?
5: Oh yeah, I mean, Hunter's just—you know—I mean, I feel like you know, it's always a blessing to see you know the accolades that he gets, but for me, it's never been a surprising thing for me. And it's crazy, you know. It, it it is like what you said. You know, he looks like an everyday guy on the street. I always talk about him. He's like a, the original Peter Parker. You know what I mean? And <laughs> when he gets on the field, he just turns into Spider Man, and he just all over the place, can touch him, very shifty. You know what I mean? But he mm-hmm. looks like a normal guy who you would never think could hurt a fly. But uh, no, nah, he's just a he's a he's a he's a special person too. That's what I love about him. He's a really good family man, very great wife and.
2: Yeah, very cool. Now, it's exciting times with the Raiders because you have a, a new regime uh, with uh, Ziggler. You have a, a new head coach, and uh, Devontae Adams is a fantastic acquisition, and uh, you think about some of the other additions they made on defense as well. Um, things are looking up. You guys, and you were a playoff team last year. How you guys feeling? Uh,
5: I mean, I don't think we're feeling Really much anything right now, it's just it's so early, you know, and mm-hmm. day, everybody is so new. I think everybody's feeling really eager to get to work. That's the biggest thing. You know, we've had already um, three really good days of mini camp this past week. And, man, if you could just see the way guys is flying around and, you know, just trying to learn this new system that Coach McDaniels brought in, man, I'm really excited and to see what it's going to matriculate into last
2: question for you they always say it's about year three when you kind of get the nfl when it kind of starts to slow down for you and a lot of people think oh if you're the fourth overall pick you got to be like javon curse from day one have has that kind of been for you like as the years go by because i think Derek carr talked about that too year three it kind of started to click for him
5: uh yeah for sure i think every year progresses i think for me it kind of i think for me um, mentally and physically, I feel like this is the most, uh, the best I've ever been, you know, so regardless of whatever has happened um, the last three years, all we can really focus on is what this year is, because at the end of the day, it's a new system, um, it's a new coaching staff, it's a whole new new teammates, so it's a whole new dynamic that you have to kind of readjust to, you know what I mean, like I said, when Coach McDaniels walked in, it's a clean slate for everybody, um, so, and, you know, not speaking too much on it, but he holds everyone accountable, everyone. Mm-hmm.
2: No, that's so good. That's
5: the biggest, you know, so that's 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 major, and I think uh, that gives everyone an opportunity. It brings back, you know, what we call real competition in the league. So it's good.
2: All right, good stuff. Remember, just hours before the first round tonight, USAA official NFL Salute to Service partner. They're going to kick off celebrations, a special Salute to Service event at Allegiant Stadium for invited local military from Nellis Air Force Base and Creech Air Force Base, and a chalk talk with the Pro Bowl tight end Darren Waller and our guest. Cleland Furl. Hey, Cleland, man. Have a great season. I'm a lifelong Raider fan. we
5: will be rooting for you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. appreciate everything you do out here for the people of service.
2: This has been the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8-Side Network.
0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more...